Hello and welcome to In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne and thanks for listening. Today I want to talk about natural birth and the top thing that I think is so important that you need to keep in mind that is the reason that I think my first natural birth did not go as planned. So I have four kids and when I was pregnant with my first, I took the Bradley Method classes here locally with a great couple that teach you, I think it's a 12-week course, maybe eight weeks. They teach you everything you need to know to go into a natural childbirth. And it's amazing. I'm so glad that I did it. At the time, my husband wasn't 100% on board and kind of thought it was a little silly and was like, why do we need to do this? But I felt very called to do it. I really wanted all the knowledge I could soak up about it. And it was a goal that I had set for myself. But I know I've shared, I think on my blog, about the fact that some goals that you set, you're not going to hit them. But that's okay because anybody who's ever succeeded has always failed. So we can't allow ourselves to fail and then be done. And so I've had this happen in two times in my life. Well, not just two, but two more significant times. I fail a lot, but I, as I get older, I'm starting to learn how to shake it off a little bit better. But the two times that I had set a goal and I did not pass my first time was my real estate license and natural birth. Those are two significant times. And my real estate license, I thought I'm going to nail this and I didn't. And I was devastated. But what did I do? I went back and I did it the next time. And I still have my real estate license to this day. And this was back in 2004. So, you know, I could have let it stop me from the career that at the time I felt so good about. And I still do, but I'm in a different season. Um, The relationships and the people and the community that I was built, the people that I helped, could have been stopped. And natural childbirth was the second. My first time, I did the Bradley method. I went through all the classes, but I was unable to do it. And I'm going to tell you why I wasn't able to. But if I would have allowed that failure to define me, I would not have had three awesome natural childbirths after that because I would have told myself, I can't do this. I'm not going to even try again. And I would have just felt so deflated. And so now I can look back and say, you know, I not only had three other successful natural childbirths, but my last one, my fourth was at home. So I not only beat the odds and said, even though I failed, I'm going to try again and was able to have two natural births in a hospital setting, but then went even further to say, my fourth, I'm going to set a new goal and I'm now going to have a home birth. And it was amazing. And I do want to still share my home birth experience. I don't think that I got that one here. But moving on to why I'm doing this podcast is to share what I did wrong. And I remember in the Bradley Method when they were teaching the class, they said, making sure that the people that you have in the room are people that you definitely want in there. And they encouraged you to put together a whole birth plan and to really talk about it with your spouse 
and to really know going into it, this is our plan, this be very intentional about it, and that you know what you're looking at. They explained how the people that are going to surround you while you're in this situation are going to be very important. So if there's somebody that you feel that you do not want in that room, then make sure that that is a known fact and that they're not there basically. And that if they're going to be upset about it, that that's on them because this is your experience and this is what you want it to be. And I remember listening to them and thinking that there was one particular person that I absolutely did not want in the room. I'm not going to share who that person is. Um, but if you know me close enough, you'll know who it was. But there was one particular person that I just knew I did not want in that room. And I remember thinking, you know, is this for real? Like some of the things that they tell you before you've actually done it, I guess you don't realize how important they are until when you're in it and you've gone through it and you reflect back, you're like, yep, that completely, it was so important. So I remember talking to my husband about it, but again, because I don't feel like it was taken super serious and we were still in a place in our life where, or at least he was, he felt like he needed to please this particular person at all costs. And a lot of times it meant that then I was the one that suffered. And that was not a good place to be. But, you know, aren't we all there sometimes where we're pleasing people and we ask ourselves why? Because pleasing this person doesn't make us happy, doesn't make our spouse happy, doesn't make other people happy. Someone's always going to have to suffer because you have that person in your life that you have to please them. And if you don't, then you just know that it's just not going to be good. When shouldn't they be understanding where you are and loving you and wanting you to do what you feel comfortable with? Um, but this person's just not there. You know, it's all about pleasing them all the time. Everything's taken personally. Everything's blown out of proportion. It's the constant problems. It's the constant issues. So what is your natural reaction? Just let them do have what they want because now they've become an adult version of a toddler and you're just finding yourself doing whatever they want you to do to, for them to stop having a tantrum. So here we are. And we're discussing the fact that this particular person, I just don't want them in the room because I just know that anytime you do anything with this person involved, it's just always an issue, a distraction, a problem. Everything's made about them. So I can only imagine how my natural birth and the fact that mentally I have to be so on target and focused and especially with it being your first time and with it being my first time, it's even more so because that fear is definitely there. I mean, you're doing something that you don't know you can do. You've never done it before. It's all very new to you. You've never given birth. So there's so much going on. And if you don't have a person of support, it's just, it's going to be very, very difficult. And I say this because this person, I believe, now I know I have to take ownership, but I truly believe that if this person would not have been allowed in the room while I was in labor, I think I would have come a lot closer and would have been able to do it. But unfortunately, I went into labor and what I will say is 
If you have this kind of a person in your life, live and learn from me. Don't even tell them you're in labor. Don't even tell them because they're going to rush to the hospital when you told them not to, (laughs) which is what happened. And then they're going to demand that because they made such a trip to get there, which really wasn't that long of a trip, that, you know, obviously they're going to force themselves into the delivery room or the labor room and you may not want them there. And this is what happened. This particular person, we end up getting a phone call. She's demanding that they contact us to tell us that she's in the waiting room and she'd like to come in and... My husband says, what am I supposed to do? I'm in labor. Honestly, he should have known what to do because we were taught in Bradley that the husband's role is to always know what the wife needs and just to honor her and support her. And I was not in a mental state that I should have even been trying to make that decision. But it didn't go well. We both look back and say, did that wrong. Um, He's not perfect. I'm not perfect. But in this moment, he did not also do what was instructed with Bradley method, which again is so important. And he let her come in. And from there, things just completely deteriorated deteriorated very, very quickly because the whole mood in the room changed. All of a sudden, she's taking my husband's focus away from me and putting it on her. She keeps talking and talking and going on about this and going on about that, things that she shouldn't even be talking about in the, you know, while I'm in labor. Um, and I am in so much pain. I am so scared. I have nobody else there but my husband. I'm completely alone. I mean, if you know my story, you know I'm not close to my mother. So I didn't have my mom there. I didn't have anybody there. My sister wasn't there. Um, I really didn't have anybody that I felt like would be that role for me. Looking back, I probably should have had a doula. I know that I had looked into that, but I didn't think I needed it and um, didn't really know enough. And honestly, I wish I would have had a doula because that doula would have probably most likely um, changed the dynamic of what was happening in the room knowing what I needed. But unfortunately, I didn't have anybody there. I was completely alone. Now I have, I'm very frustrated and I'm very overwhelmed by my current situation of intense pain, feeling like I'm on the hospital's clock and I just, you know, I'm scared. I'm trying to be my own advocate because obviously they're going to try to be giving me things that I don't want because I want natural birth. Um, I needed to be put on Pitocin, which is again, something I did not want, but I felt like I needed it because I wasn't progressing. Um, You know, I probably didn't need it, but I didn't know I didn't need it. I was just trying to at least get myself to the point where I was delivering. That really had me sick. It really took me over the edge. So having the complete mood change, now I don't even have my husband there with me, helping me because he's preoccupied with her and the fact that she has no intention of making her presence in the room about me at all. Um, I'm getting very upset, very agitated. I'm My focus is being taken away at more times than it should be. And I got to the point where I became so paralyzed by anger, fear, and pain that I couldn't take it anymore. 
And I remember just turning over on my side in the hospital bed, gripping the side of the railing and just shaking and shaking and shaking. And literally I was shaking the railing. Like I, I felt like I was just going to break it off. Contractions were hitting me so fast and so hard. And I was in physically so much pain that I was just crying and shaking and I, I was just like, I can't take it anymore. I felt swallowed up by everything at that moment in time. And I didn't have anybody there at that time to really be able to help me get back to where I needed to be. And so that particular person thought she was doing that and got down and got right up in my face and was like, at that point, I don't even know what she was saying to me, but I basically just told her she needed to get out of my face because I could not have her there at that moment. And till this day, you know, she has said how mean I was to her when, again, it's like, how insensitive can you be that <laughs> I'm in labor? I have no drugs. Like, I am so scared. Um, I'm alone. Like, how could you be so insensitive? But this is why... Um, I didn't want her there. And so my husband, you know, he just didn't know enough at the time. He, he just, at that point, I don't think he knew what to do. So obviously when the nurses came in, um, I will give it to them being in a hospital setting. They were trying to honor me. They really were. And so they were trying to honor by drawing a warm bath for me and trying to get me into the bathtub. And trying to rem I, looking back, they I think what they were trying to do was remove me from the room where they saw that this was happening to me, and they saw that I was so upset because I think I did express to the one nurse like how I really felt and how hurt I was and how scared I was and just in so much pain and I, I can't get away from it. So I think she was trying to take me into another place away from that and put me give me comfort. And looking back, I probably should have tried harder to do it, but I was paralyzed. My body was paralyzed. And so I felt like I was in so much pain that I honestly couldn't even move. I, I didn't even know how I was going to get from that bed to the bathtub. And I was just so done. Um, and I... I did. I gave up and I said, I can't do this. I, I, I literally can't get out of this bed. Um, I can't get over there. And to be honest, I didn't feel comfortable being undressed knowing that this person was going to come in. I already was like exposed in so many ways that I didn't want that person seeing me. Um, so I felt like I just, I don't even want to like be getting, they're trying to get me undressed and trying to get me over there. And I'm just like, I don't want her seeing me like this. And I shouldn't have cared, but I did. I just felt very uncomfortable. I didn't feel at ease to do what I needed to do. It's just everything. I was so mad, just so upset um, that I just did. I burrowed in my bed and I hung on to that railing and I, I just begged for an epidural. At that point, I, I needed to be numb. I needed it to go away. All of it. So... Um, 
that's what happened. They honored that. They got the anesthesiologist to my room as quickly as they could. And he was able to administer the epidural and it took the pain away physically. And at that point, I was able to communicate a little bit better how I felt about her being in the room. So when my midwife got there, um, you know, she was like, are you okay now? Is everything fine? Are you feeling better? And I said, yeah, I mean, I do feel better physically. I don't have the pain I was in. I was devastated. I felt so stripped of something that I wanted to do so badly. I felt really bad about making the decision, but knew it had to be done. I was just feeling like sad, um, trying to stay still happy that, you know, I'm giving birth. And this isn't about like whether an epidural is like for you or not. Like, I think any way you give birth is perfect. Like, it was just I had a a goal for myself. And I gave up on that. So I was feeling very defeated and knew that it wasn't for the right reason. It was for a reason that I kind of already had said I didn't want happening. And I felt frustrated. So I was able to talk to my midwife. I was able to really express to my husband, you know, like (laughs) how I felt. And so she ended up, I think, being encouraged to go, I think, get a snack or something. And so anyway, she was out of the room. And I remember I started to progress to the point where I needed to push. And by this point, my epidural had wore off almost completely because I had not like push the little button to get more. I just basically took that one, um, whatever they administer. And he said, it's a small dosage. And, you know, if you want more, just keep clicking, which I didn't. So it had started to progress to where I was back to getting in some decent pain. And I was getting to the point of being able to, um, need to push. And I remember, I was in getting in position to push, starting to push, and she tried to get back in the room. And I remember, thank God, my midwife, um, she said, wait, stop her to the nurses and said, stop that door. And she looked at me and said, Anne, do you want her in here for this? And I said, no. And she said, tell her she needs to go out and wait in the waiting room. Now, the nurses told her they shut the door and she went out so she was not there thank thankfully for me pushing and I was able to really focus and um get her pushed out and our beautiful perfect Haley arrived so I you know was just so overwhelmed by having my new baby but so overwhelmed as well with such emotions about the whole thing. And so I share this to let you know that when you have a baby, it's that is a sacred thing to a mother. And I just want to remind anybody out there that if you're listening, you do not have to feel like you have to please anybody but yourself. Because you are going through such an experience and especially if you have a goal set for yourself like a natural childbirth where you really need to 
have that be what you want it to be. You deserve that. You deserve to have the experience of having your baby be everything you want it to be. And when somebody strips that from you, that is just the most awful thing in the world. And you don't have to feel like you have to allow somebody to take that from you, especially someone that absolutely does not deserve it. You know, if you have somebody in your life who does not understand your wishes and and wants to honor what you want, then I would reevaluate that relationship a little bit because that's just really not healthy. And you know, I'm not saying that that person's a bad person, but you know, I'm just going to leave it at that. But so I think this podcast is for many reasons. It's to, you know, let you know that when they are telling you certain things in your natural birth class, which Bradley method, I would highly, highly recommend if you, um, are thinking about doing a natural childbirth, I would highly recommend Bradley Method and I would highly recommend the instructors that we had and I can share them with you if you're interested, let me know. But um, amazing people, amazing class and gave me some really, really good information because you know what? I didn't nail it the first time, but guys, I nailed it the rest of them. And it was because of the knowledge that they gave me. And so the importance of the things that they tell you, they're legit. And I learned the hard way. Um, and my husband learned the hard way for sure. But it not only teaches you as a woman what needs to be done, but it really teaches the man. And it puts them in the position that as a man and a husband and as a potent, like a new, ready to be a new father, like what their role is and where they should be, where their head should be, what they should be worried about, how they can support you. Um, And guys, have grace if your husband doesn't do it right the first time because mine did not. Um, But, you know, he redeemed himself. And I have to say, you know, with every birth, he got better. And with our home birth, he was amazing and he was super supportive and he was 100% there. Um doing the things that he needed to do and allowing me to do something that really scared him, (laughs) to be honest. And it was hard for him like to watch. I mean, you have to understand it's hard for your husband as well to watch you be in that much pain and be in such a scary situation that's so unknown. And they're not even worried only about you, but about this new life (laughs) that you're bringing into this world that's their child. So I mean, honestly, I know I was in a hard place being the one giving the natural birth, but I would rather that over having to stand and watch. I think somebody I love do that with my child. Like that would be, I think that would be hard to do. So keep that in mind, Um, have grace, but also realize that if you're even in a place in life where you failed at something big that you set for yourself, don't let that be something that stops you because I'm a true testament to the fact that if you just like get yourself back up, wipe yourself off, um, get back out there, you can do it again. And you you have to be in the right state of mind to do it. But just because you failed doesn't mean you can't do it again. It means it's a good, it's a really good learning opportunity, uh, an opportunity to dig deep and look at the situation and what did you do right what did you do wrong if you know if you were with somebody else in that situation a really good opportunity to communicate you know 
how you feel, what some of the things that could have been changed. Um, so that next time you go into it, you do it differently. And so I just wanted to share that, put that out there that if you're in that place or you have been in that place, maybe you're thinking, man, I could never do that again. You can, um, share your story. I mean, we each have a story to share. And I feel like the reason that I share is because so many other people shared their stories. And in times when I didn't really have support within my close-knit community, I had support from people that were willing to share their stories. And somehow they touched me and like they helped me from wherever they were. Um, And I think that's the beauty of social media and these podcasts and technology that although it has its bad things for sure I'm thankful for it because it's allowed me to find people that needed to tell me what I needed to hear from wherever they were in this world and I didn't even know them but they were able to help shape my thoughts and my feelings and just make me feel like I was not alone when I felt so alone in certain times in my life Um, And I'm thankful for um, the teachers within the Bradley Method. And, you know, it's so funny because now I live across the street from a gal that was in my class. And it's just like, what a small world. Like now she's right across the street from me. And um, she has continued to be such a support to me in many ways. So, you know, you just never know. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to be honest with your failures and the things that you don't feel are perfect about yourself because we're all there and we all have those things. So until next time, I hope you're having a great day.